Hypertalks. Hypertalks. Business is not what it was. It's not the, the picture of what we have what business can be with. People looking the same, sitting in a room in their suits and discussing things on charts. We're, we've moved past that. Hypertalks. 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 Hi, and welcome to Hypertalks. My name is Christopher Blimling. I'll be your host today. With me today, I have Caroline Halvarsson as a co-host. And we have our lovely program manager in, Johanna Olsson. <laughs> so, program managing. What is program managing for you? Yeah, I would love for you to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what program? it's a good question what program managing is for me. Because I think it's there's like a base that's the same for all the program managers. But then we're very different and do things in different ways. Uh, but for me, program managing is to um, juggle a couple of different roles. So it's about understanding sort of how the industry works and try to transfer that into a 65-week course. So how to make a school that is as much as a working situation as possible. It's about making sure that we have uh, people coming in who can give a perspective on different things, like lectures and workshop leaders. And not having people coming with the answers or not having the right, yeah, the right answer coming in, but it's more of having people who can give it from different perspectives. And then it's about making sure that I get to know everyone in the class a little bit more mm-hmm. and coach them. That's being a PM, I think. And keeping, keeping an eye on the bigger picture, because that can be difficult when you're in the middle of it, so making sure that we're on the right track. You've started like first building a program, yeah, and then trying to find the right people, if I've understood it correctly, mm. and keeping this baby alive. Yeah, <laughs> practically, it is. Yeah, it is. Way. It's exactly um, like that. Are we the babies? Yeah, or the, the program? The program is the baby. <laughs> You're all competent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you done? You've done something similar before, not just with Hyper Island. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing a couple of similar things. And uh, how does it differ to working here at Hyper Island? How it's different here? Yeah. I think that it's, it's really nice working here in the sense that we have such a strong methodology that we are based in. It's always difficult setting up educational programs or different labs or whatever it might be because when you're... I, I truly believe in challenging the, the people who are in the program, which also means not serving things on a silver platter, mm-hmm. which can be... I mean, there's always frustration and there's always, I want this or I need that. And in other programs where we haven't had such a strong base in research and in the methodology that we're using, it can sometimes be a difficult thing. Like, oh, but I think this is the right thing or I think this is the right thing. Here is such a good support in the research and I know why we're doing things. I know why I have to say no when I say no, even if I want to say yes. (laughs) So I think that's one of the, the, the biggest differences. And also, I mean, everyone who's... Like the people studying here and the people working here, it's such a it's such a great energy level and everything. So it's yeah, gives a lot of energy. Just to ask, how long have you been a facilitator here at Hyper? At Hyper, mm-hmm. four and a half years. <laughs> Sorry, that's part of our studio. Yeah, going down. <laughs> studio going down. Falling down. Falling down. <laughs> Hyper talks. Sorry, four and a half. Four and a half here, and as a facilitator. Ten years, almost. Oh, I'm getting old. <laughs> if you can say that you've done something for, for ten, ten years, years that, that is okay. Would yeah. you say you're an expert at facilitating? No. Nowadays? No, people keep saying, I, I get introduced like that sometimes, and it always makes me super nervous. Because <laughs> it's also, you can, I, uh, maybe I'm, 
I have more experience in some areas within facilitation than others, mm. uh, but there's facilitation is such a broad subject, so mm-hmm. you're always sort of figuring things out as you go. But just for the people who are listening, what's the difference between facilitator and program manager? Program manager here is, it's, uh, I mean, it's a role that is specific for Hyper Island in one sense, other schools use it well, but it's a combination of admin and putting together a program. Facilitation, it's more about having, then my role is to take a group from one place to another depending on what their goal is. That could be in an ideation session or in a vision session or, or anything like that, but it's about facilitating a group. We've briefly been uh, discussing those program managing and such, and uh, you mentioned that it's not the most rewarding jobs of, at times. No, uh, it's not. Would you care to elaborate <laughs> on that? Yeah, I mean, I think that the, being a program manager is the most rewarding job there is uh, in the long-term sense, or when you have the big picture. Mm. But on a day-to-day basis, it's not the most rewarding uh, job. It's because you handle a lot of frustrations. Mm-hmm. It can be quite tiring because there's a lot of... like We work in a, in, a, in a system or in a school system where people are quite used to the, to the normal school way. Mm-hmm. So you have, even if you, you know that it's going to be different in Hyper Island, there's still so much stuff uh, left in mm-hmm. one sense that you're used, I'm going to go to a lecture and then there's going to be someone telling me things and then I can say it was good or it was bad. Here it's so, so different in the sense that it's learning by doing. And mm-hmm. I think that it's easy to understand learning by doing when it comes to that we have our own clients. But it's tougher when it comes to, okay, so you don't like this person, then call another person. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, okay, so you didn't like uh, the pers- what, what this person said. Why? What does that mean to you? Where can you talk to someone who is more on your trauma? How can you? But that gives a lot of frustrations. Mm. And handling all of that frustration, I mean, you're 40, mm-hmm. 40 <laughs> people is going to be frustrated for 65, no, you won't be frustrated for 65 weeks, but <laughs> hopefully not. But at times it can be like, oh, I come to work and there's like six emails or people being like, well, why is it like this and why is it like that? So then it can be tiring. But then there's all the other times that is so rewarding because mm-hmm. it's also, I think people like to grow. And even if it hurts a little bit, it's, it's going to be nice in the end or it's going to be nice along the way as well so then it can be i mean i wouldn't be here if it wasn't you have like the highest kicks at this place mm-hmm. it's, yeah. so overall rewarding everyday basis it can be hell sometimes <laughs> but, but also really nice yeah so what what led you here like how did you get into facilitating um what mm-hmm. where, where along the way did you decide this is what i want to do yeah i think that i mean i started out working I think important is that I have a background in, I've been playing a lot of theater, I've been writing a lot, a lot of storytelling things. And I think that I eventually ended up in film, working with film, mostly with directing and writing. But I always had this sense that there was something more we could do with the team. So we had this project together, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of like big visions and big dreams. and But it was always so difficult. People were always sort of getting annoyed with each other or you sort of lost the... The, the, the big picture in the end. So I always had this feeling that there's something more we can do. Something that I think that people were quite good at in the theater because they were working so much together and there mm-hmm. was a lot of feedback and things. I didn't know there was feedback at that point, but there was a lot of smaller loops. Is this working? Is this not working? Why now I'm annoyed with you? Why am I annoyed with you? That kind of yeah. communication. Uh, when I was studying film, I heard about a school that's called the Chaos Pilots. And it was like destiny then because I was in a two-year... Uh, school film school and during the first year I was like maybe this is not for me maybe I should drop out because there was a lot of learning about 
technical stuff that I forgot <laughs> after two hours. And I was like, what? what? Um, and then I heard about the Chaos Pilots and uh, that they needed someone who could film a project in Cuba. Oh. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll do that <laughs> instead. And I called them while they were at the airport going there. And they said, we'll call you when we arrive. And I think that was like, I had two days to think it over. So then I, uh, I sort of did my research and what is the Chaos Pilots? And I was like, no, I don't want to film them. I want to beat them. No. <laughs> so after that, I applied to the school and I got in. So then it was three years of, of um, facilitation and uh, leading, uh, leading different kinds of leadership and uh, learning about how to design projects and stuff like that mm-hmm. with a methodology that is super close to hyper. Mm-hmm. It's almost, almost the same, which I'm super happy for now. So after that, it was not a question. Then it was facilitation all the way, even if I continued. I had a, a small production company at that point, so I continued that, but also went into facilitation. And then I was all over the place, different okay. companies and different projects with facilitation. So a lot of people see usually like the arts as one separate side compared to business mm-hmm. or to like facilitating. How do you think it has helped you in this process? Uh, I don't think that they are two different no. sides. I think that's what, there was a lot of thoughts about that when we started up this project it was mm-hmm. a lot of people calling saying well I'm not a, I'm not a creative person so this this uh, program will be great for me yeah. and I'm like what no like the digital business program yeah because mm-hmm. it's a business I don't have to be creative uh, and it's like no uh, I mean first of all you are definitely a creative person maybe you haven't found your creativity or uh, whatever that might mean but you need so much creativity and there's so much like artistic presence in this class mm-hmm. and also with I mean I think that's what's needed in business it's it's not business is not what it was it's not the the picture of what we have what business can be with people looking the same sitting in a room in their suits and discussing things on charts we're, we've moved past that that's what something I noticed the first the few days when our class got together like some people were a bit suited up or had like shirts mm-hmm. I came in with flip-flops. <laughs> I wasn't alone in flip-flops, no, no. which is really nice. And uh, I think that just the dress codes that show a big difference on how we mm-hmm. see business that. today. Mm. Um, anyway. I also had this conversation with one of the other program managers, how most of the other classes have the word creative in mm. their title, like motion creative or mobile creative, mm. and we're digital business. Mm. And I think that also could reflect on what people think. They're like, oh, it's not like creative because it just is digital business. Mm. But I would say that it's like creative digital business because you can be creative in whatever you do. It could be business creative. Could yeah. be. I mean, we can change the name. Just let me know in time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like, the, I like the name business yeah. creative. That sounds cool. And it's more accurate to what you do, I think. There's mm. so much creativity. It's Absolutely. But what, what is creativity for you? Creativity for me, for me, I think it's a lack of, of fear in one sense or lack of thinking that you need to uh, stay inside of the lines. Mm-hmm. I think that all people are creative, but people have different opinions or a different amount of access to their own creativity in one sense. So, yeah, maybe trusting yourself. Would I you think. say it's a necessity to have? I mean, like every person should explore their creativity yeah, whether whether it is uh, crafting or maybe it's ide- ideation or yeah i mean we be. need creativity in in our everyday lives yeah. i mean for for parents who have a full-time job there's a lot of creativity involved yeah. in how do we pick people up in the right time how do we remember to food how do we do food yeah, yeah. How, i mean there's so much creativity always 
always needed. And I also think that creativity makes you happy because yeah. it's also being your best self and exploring. So I think everyone should definitely tap into it. And I think a lot of people do. It's just that, I mean, I got the question all the time when I, when I left film and started going into facilitation, mm-hmm. everyone was like, but don't you miss the creativity? And I am so much more creative <laughs> as a facilitator yeah. than I ever was when I was in film. So much more. It's just how you, how you use your creativity. Because in one way, or at least I think it's one way, it's about solving, or like creating a solution is often part of creativity. It mm. doesn't necessarily have to be a product you're creating in the way mm. that it's, or like, it's a play, it's a um, piece of art. But yeah. just uh, optimizing is, you can be so creative in the way, just optimizing something in your daily life. Um, yeah, finding new ways of doing it. I mean, yeah. for me it was, budgeting has always been my, like, Oof. why would yeah. I ever <laughs> have to... Ooh, why do you hate me so much? <laughs> but now Numbers. I, exactly, but now when I've understand understood a little bit more and I'm talking to people who knows more about budgeting and mm-hmm. they set up things and oh we could do it like this and we could change here and if you do that this will happen. And I'm like, What? Okay, so then it's then it's suddenly fun because mm-hmm. then I get to tap into okay, I can make this into something that works for me. And I think that's also what's so important in the methodology for, for everyone studying here, mm-hmm. that there's so much space open. To do those things. If something is not working, or if it doesn't feel uh, like you're being your best self, then you can do something with it. You can just change it. But you need to tap into your creativity to do that and trust that it's going to work. But I love that because really, from the first day that I came here, I felt that you've always been so encouraging and open about it that you're like, do whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as you have this, but you can do whatever. And if it doesn't work, then redo it or do something else. Like, that's good to hear. Yeah, I love that because then it feels like, oh, I've got the power to do it and like change it. And mm-hmm. you have so many like different roads to go down mm-hmm. and try out. You've been so good as a team at doing that as well. I, that, I think that's been a, like my big talking about things that are rewarding and not rewarding when you meet a group that actually starts like, oh, okay, so we can do that and then act on it. It's, that is rewarding. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. So saying that it's not rewarding on an everyday basis is also a little bit like, because sometimes it really is. Yeah. I'm just coming down here and seeing what you've done to the space or inviting lectures or starting a podcast. I mean, this, <laughs> it's like, okay. So I'm sitting on floor four, so I don't always see everything that's happening. So sometimes it's just like, see something online. It's like, oh, I reckon that... Is that, that, that my, is that him? <laughs> okay. Oh, that's my, yeah, that's my class. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that. I knew yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I totally know what's going on. So, so how often do you brag about us? <laughs> All the time. I think actually I've, I've tried to cut it down a little bit now because the other PMs to get this look on their face. And I'm like, you know what DBA did last year, week? And I'm like, yeah, okay, here we go again. So I'm cutting down a little bit. I'm cutting down. <laughs> You're letting the other ones talk. Yeah. That's good. So, so what, what is your vision for digital business mm. what happens when we're gone what happens when you're gone Ooh. don't that's a long way <laughs> uh, no but I, I think that when um when we got this program when we i mean when we had we we're going to start a digital business program for me one of the the um, the big things that i wanted was to have a business program where there is so much room for creativity and for heart mm-hmm. for thinking how to make the world better which is a big thing for Hyper Island, but it's still lacking in a lot of, of business contexts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as much as before, I would like to think, but for me it was just, so okay, so if we can graduate 40 people each year, or about 40 people each year, that feel comfortable in the world of business and understand that things are changing, 
and that they can use it to do good. Then I can die happy. Then I've done my <laughs> part. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it, it really inspires me in that sense. So then it was not a question of, oh, do I want to do this? It was more like oh, I have to have to be a part of this. Can I just ask, because I know that you've also been a program manager for other programs mm -hmm. previously. And what really, what was it that made you think like, oh, I want to do digital business, like mm. that program, be a program manager for that program? Mm. I mean, I left, I was a program manager for Motion Creative for mm -hmm. three years. And then I left being a program manager because it's, it's, it's one of the, I've had so many different kinds of jobs, but this is without a doubt the hardest, like the, the toughest job there is because you get so emotionally tired because there's mm -hmm. so many people and so much things to do. So I had left being a PM. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was not leaving motion and wanting to go into digital business, but just that I, I knew when, when, um, that I wanted to go back doing more things, more facilitation and work closer to people again. But that, that business thing, that sort of what could business be if, mm -hmm. If we add, really add the methodology, if you really believe in that and trust in that and add business to it, it was yeah, it was just so exciting. And also, I, did, I mean, working with the motion program, there was a lot of artists, mm -hmm. and I think that's one sort of exploration. I think just looking how it, I mean, now we're only, we're not that far into the program yet, mm -hmm. but the difference that I see so far, it's not that there's more or less creativity in any way, but maybe that uh, working in the motion program, there was a lot of searching down into your own uh, what's my style what is it I want to say through my art well mm -hmm. here there's more exploring in a wider sense sort of mm -hmm. what is it out there what can we do what's uh, let's do this and let's do this well there was more like okay let's specialize in and in I've noticed that as be. well when we've, we've had um, cross-program mm -hmm. briefs so we've been working together with the different programs and I noticed that a lot of us in our class we were not as driven on maybe creating a product like, okay, I want to create this thing, I want to create this thing. We were really, at least from my group at the time, we were trying to both facilitate in one way, mm -hmm. but we were trying to gather everybody and talk about like, okay, what can we do together as a whole? We were really looking yeah. at the big picture, which was really interesting to see that um, the difference of focus. Mm, and it seems like there is a necessity for our program as well. I guess that is why it's graded. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's such a big, such a big need for mm -hmm. it. And I also think it's exciting now because uh, you've been exploring so many different things, mm -hmm. especially from where, where I'm sitting. But also, like, how can we do something together and something mm -hmm. big? And it's going to be so interesting to see throughout the year when people start finding their own things. Sort of what is it that I want to specialize in? Mm -hmm. um, and see if you're going to go in very different directions. Or like, will we have someone specializing in UX and someone in data and someone in... Or will everyone stay in sort of wanting to explore everything? Or... Yeah, it's going to be so interesting to see. Do you feel that it's harder for you to uh, maybe like be a program manager or facilitate when it, there's when the program is so spread out? Like mm. the downsides and the upsides with it? No, not that I see so far. I think that for for well, in one sense it's been one thing that I've been thinking a lot about last the, this last month is sort of redefining my role as a program manager for for this program and for for this class because all teams are different. I mean, I've had three motion creative teams and they're all widely different. Mm -hmm. I've needed to be a different facilitator for each and every one of them. But here there's been so much initiatives and I said, like really hooking into that you can do whatever you want to. You've really yeah. done whatever you want to, which yeah. is <laughs> great. But it also means that I need to to maybe act in a different way as a, mm -hmm. as a leader as well. There's been a lot of 
I've been thinking a lot about my leadership as something that how can I enable your leadership so that when you take all these things on that you can actually lead yourselves in it mm-hmm. and not being in the way because I think that's the the mistake that a lot of leaders do mm-hmm. that they stand in the way they slow things down because they want either want to have control or they want to make sure that it's done right yeah. and for me it's about daring to step aside it could definitely end up in some feedback on that you're not here as much as it should be or mm-hmm. there's no structure but I'd rather see you go 120% and then we'll learn from that than me standing in the way and you being able to run 80% of your full power and then having to say I'm sorry for holding you guys back mm-hmm. so yeah but Hard it's balance. It's really yeah. difficult, and it might. How do you build that trust? Uh, I would assume it's a lot. It's got a lot to do with mm. trust. I mean, like in class. Um, Definitely. I can't imagine myself <laughs> there, not wanting to like poke my head in, like guys, we, we might want to steer this way. Um, like during the high one hundred event that we had. Oh you know, yeah. Uh, for those who are listening, it was an event where we made a list of the hundred companies we wanted to work with. That that was a second or third week here. Third week. Third week, yeah. Third it was week. all the programs together. Um, and we had a week to make this list of getting both arranging an event, getting sponsors, first of all, trying to decide on what 100 <laughs> companies you want to do. Mm. 300 students. 300 yeah. students trying to decide 100 things and making a list of 1 to 100. It wasn't just making a, like, ranking the list. Yeah. So mm. it was crazy. It was but, crazy, wasn't it? But it was a bit of an experiment for you. <laughs> yeah, for it was the first time well. we've done it. Yeah. yeah, but I think it's for us, it's... I mean, uh, there's a couple of program managers that's been here for a long time, and about half of the team are new, Mm -hmm. which is the greatest sort of balance because the ones who's been here for a while, we know that there's like no limit to what a student group at Hyper Island can achieve. Mm -hmm. So we have quite a lot of trust in that, that this will turn out good, and we also have a lot of trust in, I mean, if it doesn't, we'll be able to... I mean, they're still going to be learning. They're still going to be, I mean, we don't expect, I mean, if you didn't have a list at the end of the week, it wouldn't have been a failure for us. Mm-hmm. It would have been a, like a good learning experience mm-hmm. and we could look at that. And then we have the new PMs who are also like the fresh eyes. It's sort of like, but are we crazy? We can't do that. <laughs> it's also sort of, and, and pushing us sometimes when we're, when we're getting old and tired. It's like, oh, no, we've done that a thousand times before. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, but it could work this time. It yeah. could change these things. So I think that this was one of those moments where we were like, we need to change this week because it's never been really good. We haven't got much learning out of it. So, and we changed it. But it was just like um, the the trusting the, yeah. because I know that we were like, yeah, we're going to leave them and they're going <laughs> to handle it and it's going to be great. But we never thought about the fact that we won't know anything yeah. about what's going on. So uh-huh. it's going to be one week of total trust, of leading back and saying, we know that they can do this and we're going to sit here. And there's a lot of emotions going on. We're like, is it, is it going well? But, oh, yeah, I think it's Peaking on Instagram. Yeah, I know. I was, I was sitting on one of the Instagram pictures trying to sort of look at how you were sitting on that picture. It's like, is that a nervous way of sitting? Is that an angry way? She looks angry. No, maybe she's relaxed. I'm not sure. I should do something else now. <laughs> yeah, but there is, um, it, I mean, I think that that's also one of the things with the methodology and uh, learning by doing that. If you can learn from a failure as well, then there's, it's it's worth taking the risks. Yes. It's definitely worth it. And I think that really gives a lot of the positive energy that we have. Or mm. at least for me, it's really, I mean, I dare to try more things mm. also and um, not focusing as much on the results. Um, mm. 
focusing on what what am I doing like the, the process of like okay what do I need to work on if I do fail now mm. which I have yet to do or maybe I have uh, <laughs> times but it really gives this openness and uh, instead of be in living in fear of your results mm. you're just enjoying the whole time here yeah the ride the ride yeah but I think it's important because it's also what's going to happen when when you're not students here anymore. Mm. I mean, when you're, when, when you're out working in companies, there is no one sort of giving you, no, this is the right way and this is the wrong way. You get an assignment and then you need to solve it yeah. in some way. And I think that the, the methodology that we have here or that the, the atmosphere that we have here, that if, if it's not right now, then you need to f fix it or then you need to mm -hmm. change it or you need to call someone because that's what you're going to have to do later yeah so for me it's also that's what i took with me from the chaos pilots i was plenty frustrated <laughs> i was i was the person not the worst one but i was definitely <laughs> one of those who was like oh, come on we need to have this and you need to this lecture was not okay okay you should have done it like this or you should have done it like that or projectors that didn't work or that wi-fi yeah. that didn't work. we had that too that should work i still think but but it's still that coming out mm -hmm. uh, of the chaos pilots there wasn't I never had a difficult, so many pitches that I were, was at that were like, uh, no, we don't have a room or we don't have a projector. Or, we have a projector, but it's the wrong color, which can be really important yeah. when you're showing a, a film, film yeah. concept yeah. or something like that. But it never bothered me, which I think I won most pitches because I was so used to handling that nothing was fixed. Mm -hmm. If someone was going to do something, I had to do it. If I didn't have the right person, then I had to call the right person. Mm. I'm so grateful for it, and that's what I want to pass on as well, mm -hmm. if I'm going to pass on anything. That, yeah, it might be weird being here, and it's going to be frustrating at times, <laughs> but it's going to be so much easier. It's like, that. what's that saying? The more you sweat in, in training, the less you bleed in battle. Mm. It's I like that's one of the things that I have with me from from the chaos. That's a great design. inspiring yeah. quote yeah. for the class. <laughs> yeah. The less you bleed mm. in battle. Yeah. Mm. But I I also what I take with me from the pop up agency that was here last week, an agency that came from Hyper Island Student Project that now is a real thing. That they said that they said fall as many times as you can here at Hyper fail as many times because you're mm. your students so this is where you're supposed to mm. to fail and learn and that he said when you fall maximilian said that when you fall at least you're moving forward yeah so that's right. something that i'm really mm. taking with me from that lecture mm. Inspiring. it's one of my favorite quotes actually but it, even if you fall on your face you're still moving forward yeah <laughs> yeah. Really, yeah really just, should we take a sorry. quick break yeah, to fix quick the break studio <laughs> Hyper Talks. I mean, this is actually a great example as well. I mean, you could have said that we should have a studio at Hyper Island, but you did build one. Out yeah, of paper. we actually, yeah, we built one. Um, we're trying different techniques here <laughs> of um, placing cardboard, cardboard up. Mm. Yeah. A sound so. isolation. Yes, this is our sound isolated room <laughs> at the time. We're looking at different. I mean, that's that's what's nice about this as well, because we, we who created this podcast, we have one who has really worked with podcast a lot. That's super cool. Mm. He has his own podcast then, but they Called also... Vad blir det för Yeah. Yeah. They also have had different problems, and, and it's really just about trying to explore stuff, and we're, we're building <laughs> this Learning from scratch. Learning by doing. Learn by doing. Yeah. So this one thing that I think is so... We did an exercise 
Oh, I mentioned the chaos. Uh, this is going to be the biggest commercial for the chaos pilots because yeah. I mentioned ahead. them so many times. But we had an exercise that we did there where that was about uh, people were standing in a long line and um, I was blindfolded mm -hmm. and I was going to run as fast as I could Oof. into that wall and they were going to catch me. And I always thought, okay, so this is an trust exercise and yeah. I'm going to trust that they're going to catch me and the team building and blah, blah, blah. But what was really interesting was that as we did it, we realized that everyone was really running as fast as they could until it was like one or two meters left. Oh, okay. Then and everyone how did you know? slowed to just know, you know, you mean you see the distance and you're sort of, but everyone was starting to slow down there. And for us, it ended up in a, in a reflection of uh, really being able to go all the way. That yeah. if it's, it's about trusting the process again, which is mm -hmm. a, uh, a sentence that can be misused in so many ways. But it's also yeah. like if you start doing something, then do it and go all the way and trust yourself. Because it's easy to start off a project and being really explorative. And then when it's 10 minutes to deadline, then you're like, I, okay, I'm fun exploring, but now we're going to have to go with the safe way. Yeah. So there's also something in that here, I think, in practicing and having an hour to deadline and having tried something new. It could be a failure, but still sticking to it. Mm. So trusting that I'm going, yeah. That's one of the things that I'm also thinking with this format of trying new things and exploring and, yeah. So failure, what is failure for you? Failure is, it's... It's just how life is. Mm -hmm. You have to, I mean, there's, we talk a lot about like, you learn from failures and all yeah. that is true. Yeah. It's, but for me, it's been a lot about just accepting. That I'm, I'm just like a lot of, uh, especially women, young women raised in Sweden. I've, I've been a really good girl <laughs> and I've done everything right. And I've had, I've aced the tests and I have good grades and all of that. But just like the day that I failed the first time, I remember it really clearly and really like okay but I fucked up I really fucked up there's <laughs> I can't turn this into anything good uh, it was so relaxing because nothing happened nothing blew up no one got angry mm -hmm. it was just like I failed and it was okay so for me it's more feeling is a part of life and you can either beat yourself up or you can accept it or you can learn from it and sometimes it's okay to just accept it as well. Sometimes yeah. you don't even have to learn from it. It was just, I fucked up. Mm -hmm. I'm okay. We're gonna, we're gonna live through this. Mm -hmm. People will forgive you. So, yeah. oh, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna, so. I'm gonna <laughs> say, please forgive there. me yes. the next time. <laughs> yeah. I you never know who's sitting in their basement. Yeah, <laughs> right no, that's now, true. That's true. So, so what is, uh, if we flip it, uh, mm -hmm. what is uh, success for you? Like, when it comes to this role? In general. Success for me is when it, in, in life, it's more and more being happy. And I'm not sure if it comes, it's such a cliche, but yeah. I also think that it comes, for me, it's become with getting older. I'm not that old, but um, that it's, I mean, let's, I don't know, but let's say that we just have one life. Mm. Let's say that it's over in 80 years, if we're lucky. Mm -hmm. Then success is just if I, when I'm 80, like, yeah, this was fun. Mm -hmm. And we had fun together and I didn't hurt anyone and it was good. <laughs> it was good. So that's, yeah. And success in this role, for me, it's, it's again about the big picture. Yeah. I had a re I got a really nice email this week. I often get emails from students that I've had before because uh -huh. since what we're doing is like, it's a long-term thing. It's mm -hmm. about learning for life and everything. So not everything f falls in place here. And I got an email this week from Simon, I hope he's listening, <laughs> uh, where he said, like, this tool that we used, I never got it, 
uh, when we did it, but it's really changed my life now. Oh. And he graduated two years ago. Wow. And I think that's for me is, is success. If I can um, be really present here, and it's the same thing as running into the wall and not stop halfway and start mm. doubting are we doing the right thing, but just working really iteratively, making the best here, but also remembering that it's not, you're not supposed to be the happiest here here now mm, it doesn't yeah. have to make sense now yeah. as long as in the big picture everything makes sense and it's good that will be successful yes up here did that make sense yeah especially us being students we're yeah. like not everyone gets it right now mm. we're just like tagging along but i think mm. so after we're done mm. and we're out in the real world we're going to be like aha mm. and some things might not but as long as most things sort of has a purpose and feels like it's gonna be good at some point. So yeah. it's a, I, mm. I've realized already outside of school, it's uh, really changed the way. I mean, I have difficulty saying no to projects right now, mm -hmm. but also the reflections uh, that we do here um, has really changed my way of seeing, like, of talking to people who also come in contact with Hyper Island or know about Hyper Island, and I start discussing about like what we're doing, and it seems like uh, like just recently when they wanted like fresh eyes on something like mm. don't you want to look into it i'm like i have no clue what you're what you're actually doing i have <laughs> no expertise in this mm. yet they see the value in mm. somebody who can uh, look at it from different angles yeah. and reflect around it and just i guess give me the feedback so that's something i've already started learning that this is something i'm going to be yeah. taking along with me throughout mm -hmm. life mm. That I think that flexibility and that that is also like trusting that I can add something or I can help something yeah. or knowing that I'm I'm responsible and in charge of what I'm doing because I'm thinking if we look at there's all the reports that are coming in people are so unhappy at work mm. yeah. and I wish that it wasn't so that a lot of companies that I come out to or colleagues to my go out to there people are crying in the bathrooms and they mm. don't want to go to work in the morning. And there's something that's not working. There's yeah. it's a symptom of something. Mm. And I do think that we can get more of the the okay, I trust myself to be able to handle any situations that I get into. It wouldn't be like that because it wouldn't be the pressure of am I gonna do right and we're wrong, am I gonna fail? Should I deliver? We don't have this, how can I deliver without that? If if you go to work and feel like I'll figure it out mm. or there's someone here who can help me figure it out, I will be happier. Do a lot of students come back though, like email you like I need come back to Hyper Island because everybody's crying at my workplace yeah, so, there, like. there is I think but I think that's one of the things I was so proud about I think it was my second year as a PM there was so many people who were offered a job at graduation and they said no because mm. they didn't want to be at a place I mean some said yes uh, with the sense of I'm, I want to change how yeah. it's here but there were so many I was like thank you for the offer but I'm gonna look for a place that that I can be a little bit happier or that has a little bit more of the culture that I need. Mm -hmm. And that's also like big Integrity. up on, yeah, on, mm. on daring to say no and looking for what you need. Mm. But yeah, and I mean, there is a lot of people working here who are ex-hyper students. So I yeah. also think that there is a lot of people coming back. I'm just, uh, I'm just curious for being a, a program manager, mm. what does it give to you? What it gives per me. Yeah, like personally, what do you get mm. out of it? Like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like you give so much to us. You do so much for but the I get students. So much back. I get so much back. First of all, it's so fun. Yeah. And it's never a dull moment. And I don't understand. I mean, it's also quite. I mean, 
been a program manager. How can it still every day be a surprise? <laughs> but it is. It's like, wow, never heard about that before. I yeah. mean, the, so it's it's so exciting. Mm-hmm. And also with the just getting to meet all of you and get to know so many nice people who mm-hmm. has that energy. I've been uh, working at places where there, I mean, being here, I can almost forget how how you can actually die from the inside if there's not, or I can do, mm-hmm. people are different, but if there's not that energy and that moving, the studio is falling apart again. <laughs> no, but there is an energy in, in people wanting to learn and wanting to uh, be, uh, I mean, the best version of themselves that I really love. And I think that that's also with working with the long-term programs here. People are here to learn and to challenge themselves. Mm. And that gives me so much because it's, it's really rarely that I try to challenge someone or we do something and people are just like, eh, yeah. I don't, I don't want to do this or I don't care. Maybe they don't want to do a specific thing or they don't feel that they get something out of certain things, but then don't do those things, then do yeah. something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at a workplace, other workplaces, it's not always like that. So for anybody out there who wants to maybe get into the role that you're in right mm. now, what, what, is there a way? <laughs> is there a school? Yeah. Is there a way? Yeah, is there, yeah. Or, yeah, and do you have any tips on like, what think, you can do? As a yeah, I think there is a lot of, there is not that many facilitation schools mm-hmm. in that sense, but there are a lot of courses, everything from UGL to Synergy to Chaos Pilots have smaller courses. Hyper Island has Hyper Island Way course. Mm-hmm. You can get into, but my my best recommendation and what's been most important for me is to be on the floor. So when I was starting with facilitation, I um, I called a school that I had been to uh, or my old school and sold like ten ten days of different workshops and facilitation okay. sessions for almost nothing just to get the hours on the floor. Because what's difficult getting the theories yeah. that's quite easy. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, there's you can study them. Mm-hmm. But there's few things that can prepare you for standing in front of a group of 40 or 50 or 100 or 10 uh, who wants different things and has a lot of different emotions in, in play and, and be able to stand in that and feel comfortable in that. So just be on the floor as much as possible. That's my recommendation. Well, we have to round off now. Mm-hmm. Um, so just want to thank you a lot for this. This is really inspiring. At least for me, it's I'm like... I, I want to be programming that. <laughs> but it is. Sure, yeah. I think everyone's like, wow, I want to be a facilitator. Yeah. Yeah. Just be that. Yeah. <laughs> but it feels like it's so much for self-development, too. Yes. Mm. But, but to just be able to learn that much. like It seems like you're learning constantly if you're mm-hmm. being surprised every oh, day yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So, we should do a, a whole uh, podcast on just facilitation. That would be amazing. Yeah. What is the best way of reaching you? Any of our listeners want to? Oh, not Twitter. Uh, <laughs> best way to email me at johanna.ulson at hyperisland.com I think well, thank you very thank much you. this great. was fun thank you thank you hypertalks 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 hypertalks